Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent, like ESPN in the mid-2000s. I was there, Connor Shell, Dave Jacoby, Kevin Wilds, who's going to be on in a little bit, Jamie Horowitz, Libby Geist, Dan Silver. God, we were so loaded back then. No one knows the importance of talent more than ZipRecruiter. They deliver qualified candidates fast, so effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, Mizzen and Maine makes dress shirts for men that are actually comfortable with performance fabrics that stretch and move with you all day long. These fabrics dry quickly by wicking moisture away so you never have to worry about looking like a sweaty mess. Head over to Mizzen and Maine's website at www.comfortable.af. Use code BS10 at checkout to receive $10 off your order. Mizzen and Maine, it's never felt better to look your best. We're also brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where we have a new Rewatchables podcast coming this week, Fatal Attraction. An 80s movie that is timeless and really crazy. Uh, it's going to be me, Mally Rubin, Wesley Morris breaking that down. You get that later in the week. Check out the Ringer NFL show if you're getting ready for your fantasy league. Listen to the Danacy football show. You can listen to Mays and Clark breaking down uh, everything they think is going on in the NFL and all the other awesome podcasts we have on the Ringer Podcast Network. Coming up, my old friend Kevin Wilds who has not done half-baked ideas in a long time. And he's coming out of retirement to do them on this podcast. And then we're going to run something we did in Vegas last month. Um, me, Mallory Rubin, Joe House, Ryan Rosillo, we broke down the best summer foods. And uh, it was basically Mallory versus House with an audience grading who did a better job of talking about their top five summer foods. So um, it's self-explanatory, but it was really fun. Um, by the way, there's nothing going on in sports, pop culture, or anything right now. So this is the kind of podcast you have on a Monday. Um, things about to heat up though with football, but here we go. Our friends from Pearl Jam. Okay, back in the old Grantland days, Kevin Wilds and I used to do half-baked ideas. He was my old ESPN teammate for a long, long time. He has not been on the BS podcast to do half-baked ideas. That's my fault. That's his fault. We talk. Um, we just give them to each other on the phone, but for some reason, we haven't put them on podcast form. Now we're back. Wilds, is it good to be back? I'm very excited. I just want to jump into the first idea since I've got eight years of ideas that have just been filling a notebook. <laughs> well, we had... In 2012, we had a pretty good run with uh, half-baked ideas that included, um, I think, the longest conversation ever about root beer. It's probably true. a 15-minute breakdown of what's the point of root beer and how can we do better with it. But the point of half-baked ideas is this. It's a kernel of a, an idea. It's 50% of an idea. It's 42% of an idea. It's almost there. You can't quite get it over the finish line. It's like you're... You're inside the 10-yard line. You're trying to ram it into the end zone, and you can't totally do it, but but you got all the way down there in the first place, and that's a half-baked idea. That's right. It's a great drive that just ends in nothing. 
Just like, hey, good job, everybody. But there's still value in it, even though it means nothing. I think my favorite one ever was the basketball batting cages. Because I've been thinking about that a lot over the years. And the concept of that was like, you go to a batting cage, you just want to hit baseballs, do 30 minutes, and you take 100 swings. And you just get it out of your system. And it's like, that was great. We do not have this for basketball. So you, you're, you were... The original half-baked idea was, what if there was a basketball batting cage? And then we spitballed it. And I think we landed on <laughs> rebounders for hire. Whereas basically- yeah, we did rebounders for... Well, the basketball batting cage also became... I wanted to install it in NBA arenas. So you just don't come off the bench totally um, you know, cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come in. So Kyle Korver, once you see Kyle Korver warming up, like, oh, here comes Korver. He's coming into the game. Like, and I don't see any reason why Kyle Korver wouldn't shoot just a little bit better by shooting a hundred jumpers before he enters the game. Right. So Cuban said it was a real estate issue. Like he didn't have enough space. So like you put it under the runway of the arena or something. It's a little like Envision Quest before the final match, Loudon Swainigan shoot. He had this whole separate part of the gym where he was able to do jump ropes and do some fall to the mats and stuff like that. He was ready by the time he came in to shoot. You're saying Kyle Korver, he's going underneath. He's got this little mini three-point court, and he can get like 23s off in two minutes. The thing with the rebounder for hire, which we all settled on, was like there's nothing more fun than just shooting jump shots. The problem is there's – either you're doing it with 10 other people shooting jump shots or you're doing it by yourself and you have to go rebound for yourself. Instead of a lemonade stand, some kid in your neighborhood, some 12 year old is like, I'm a rebounder for hire. All I do do is rebound. Yeah. Pay me 20 bucks. I'll come over for 40 minutes and I'll just rebound for you. And I think that's going to be more successful than lemonade stand. So anyway, that's the concept of the half baked ideas. Um, Take the floor. What's your first one? Okay. So I'll paint the picture for you. Go to the gym. There's, you see like a, a, a pulsating, like purple light in like the corner of the gym and outside of the gym, there's like a guy who looks like a sober Jackson, Maine. If like Jackson, Maine was in wearing like a lot of like vintage Patagonia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, and he, he's, he's shaving. He's shaving with a straight razor in an old, like uh, old, um, gold prospectors pin, and he's like, and he looks at you. He's like Simmons. He's like, get your life jacket. And you're like, what? What's going on? So he throws you a life jacket. You go into this room where all the bikes used to be. The bikes are all gone. It's a huge tank. In the tank is a whitewater rafting uh, raft. Okay. Seven other people. Guy gets it. You get in there. Everyone's like, it's, everyone is very nervous. The music is blasting, blasting, blasting. Uh, Dustin, his name's Dustin. Dustin turns on the turbines, and it's just chaos. And you're just going for an insane whitewater rafting. At one point, you fall off, like Buddy falls off, and Dustin's like, leave him. He's gone. You're like, never. <laughs> you dive in. You save him. He's like, you're my hero. He's like, you're mine, dude. And like, you're back on. And Dustin's like, and then it ends. And Dustin's like, great job, guys. See you next Wednesday. Indoor whitewater rafting. Are you buying it? So the concept is you want all of the thrills and danger of what it would be like to go whitewater rafting without actually going whitewater rafting or dying. Well, my gym has a mountain climbing 
thing inside. So this right. has already been done. Someone's okay. like, you know what? Bring the mountain indoors. So I just want to bring the whitewater rafting indoors. How much space I do I need? I don't want to die. How much space do there's, I need? There's also a home version. It can fit in the smallest apartment. It's like a Peloton. <laughs> like a Peloton. The smallest apartment will make it work. How much in the gym? How much space do I realistically need for the weight? For like twenty feet? Uh, I think you need a lot. You have to have room to go overboard. Yeah. And the and the, and these are like the the turbines that turn this thing that create the the waves. Those these are industrial type like things that they get to like start moving dams to I, really get it chaotic. I, I wonder if you can combine this with one of your other greatest ideas, which was. Um, Half baked ideas, which was dolphins to go. Yeah, this this is this is uh this is this is a side hustle of dolphins to go because dolphins to go never took off, so now I'm stuck with all these tanks. Need something need something to do with them. I got blamed for dolphins to go taking off because a lot of people liked that idea and they felt like I didn't sell it hard enough. And ironically, I think I went to Mexico like a year and a half later with my family, and we swam with dolphins, and it was the best. And I belatedly came around with dolphins to go. What's better than swimming with a dolphin? Nothing. God, it's great. I was, <laughs> so, uh, all that's right. what, oh, it's called Rapidly. What's it called? Rapidly. Rapidly. Yeah, it's like kind of like sounds like an app. It's very, it sounds good. It feels like I can get venture capital behind that. It's got a name, <laughs> Rapidly. Maybe I drop a vowel. It's just R-A-P-D-L-Y. Yeah, you need some sort of cool spelling thing. Dropping a vowel is always an aggressive move for any startup. It's like, yeah, R-A-P-D. Uh, all right, I'm going to do a palate cleanser before your second half-baked idea. Okay. My dad, a couple weeks ago, was walking in, uh, in Beacon Hill, and he fell and really like, really got banged up, had to go to the hospital, and there, and there was like, he might have chipped something in his shoulder and his arm's been in a sling for two weeks. And my entire family has been mystified by this. Cause if you've ever walked with my dad, he walks about a mile an hour. He's like what really the all time slow walker. So when they walk the dogs, his dogs are always fat. Cause he walks so slow. It's like, there's no exercise for the dogs. So my whole family has been trying to figure out how he was going fast enough to fall on the on Charles Street and Beacon Hill and what the chain of events were and also how he got so banged up. And it got me thinking, um, when I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's that scene when Leo throws the eight-year-old girl down and she's okay because she has padding on her elbows. So I was thinking for people over 70, their wardrobe should also be equipped with like a lot of padding. So my dad goes to buy a shirt from wherever Macy's, but he's buying the over 70 shirt and it's just, it's covered in padding. You can't see. So if he falls again on Charles street, he's actually landing like a, like enclosed, like, like a stunt man would wear. I don't have a name for this yet. Over, over 70 like, padded clothing basically is all I got. Half picked. Is, is your dad okay now? Yeah, he's okay. It's a sling on okay, and, and we're, we've been making jokes about it for two weeks. And I'm talking about different nursing homes in Southern California. And does he want a view? Does it, there's a partial beach view or full beach view, stuff like that. Cause he's, this was like really his ultimate old guy moment. But this is what happens when you, when you hit 70, like your parents start, you know, weird, weird accidents and injuries start happening. Padded clothing. Yes or no. Are you buying? 
I'm buying. I, I think it needs probably it needs a little bit more, but overall, it can't hurt. I'll, I'll put it under like the it can't hurt policy. Like like always so with sure. my half baked ideas, it was in the oven for about a minute and a half. It, okay. The top of it browned, and that was about it. It didn't really cook. Half right. baked. Well, Your second one. Productivity Airlines. Okay. Only takes you to one location, Accomplishmentville. What does that mean? What do you got? You working on a column, Bill? Working yeah. on a, something for the ringer? Go over to the airport. I'll take you up at three hours, land you right back. <laughs> In the same airport. Don't, we don't go anywhere. We just fly because just you can get stuff done. There's three options. One, you go at the actual, you're in the air, you're flying around, people are working, people next to you are on spreadsheets, they're doing stuff. Option two, (laughs) care about the environment? Who doesn't? A grounded plane version that's pumping in air like like a plane, but you're never leaving the ground. It's cheaper. Say I save a ton on fuel. Okay. Third version, just a movie theater. It's version two, but I'm just showing movies. You're not supposed to be working. But I'm showing first run movies. Oh, so plane movies are better. <laughs> Productivity Airlines. Why couldn't it be like a giant WeWork type office that's built like a plane? Right. And has and has the same kind of plane type of dynamics. I'm with you. I've written some of the I mean, my fingers barely work anymore, but I've written some of the best pieces, emails, whatever, always on a plane. I need the chaos of the plane. People walking yep. around. Bad Wi-Fi. Yeah, for the Wi-Fi like makes you sort of get focused. You can't really surf. You can't really watch any videos. Productivity airline. That's um, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's a great one. I don't think you the plane should fly around for three hours and then land in the same spot. It feels like that's bad for the environment. Okay, we'll do number two. It's a lot cheaper. Hey, can we have Cost- can we have dumb service animals in the in Productivity Airlines? However, it ends up playing out. Like, can somebody yeah, just want. have, like, a small horse and, and then the passengers get... Like, the stuff like that unites the people on the plane. That's the thing. People think that you don't... Like, you'll still have to go through security and everything. It's still going to be a huge hassle. Like, I, I'm not going to take away any of the... Um, I'm not going to take away any of the inconvenience because that's what actually, like, sharpens your mind. Like, you have to, like, getting, getting to the plane, like, I got to really be focused here. I got to get through this line. I'm trying to avoid things. I'm trying to get a sandwich, trying to run to the bathroom. Then once you're on the plane, you're like locked in. So I'm still going to have all of that. So do, take your shoes off the whole night. Do you have to hire an actor to be the one who's crop dusting everybody as he walks by them on his way to the airport, John? Or is that just happening naturally? That may happen naturally. If the, if it's, it's the same cross section of uh, customers, everyone will be using this. It'll be the most popular. It'll be like, it'll be like we work. Stuff will be on planes. That's always that's always Kyle, by the way. Just in case, if you're ever on a plane with Kyle and you're like, "Who's doing that?" It's Kyle. <laughs> All right, what's Poor Kyle the, doesn't have a mic. What's the? No, he has a mic. He's he was just <laughs> nodding. Um, Kyle's having a good time. Third half baked idea. Unless you want a palate cleanser, you need a palate cleanser. I'll just give you a fast one. Okay. This is so this is this is stupid. Uber competitor. That just, I'm not in any hurry when I'm in an Uber. Just an Uber competitor called Slow Ride. Slow Ride? Take it easy. <laughs> just that's it. 
just go slow. It's just a, go slow and it plays fog out the whole time. It's a slow Uber? It's a slow Uber. I don't need to. I, more often than not, I'm telling my Uber driver to chill out. I'm like, I'm good, buddy. <laughs> I, I've, I've allotted enough time for us to go the speed limit. I just want to get there. It's fine. I'm not in a rush. So it should go slow. And I know there might be some financial incentive to go fast. Totally get it. I, that's why I don't want to compromise your money. Just want to start a side business. Just go slow. It's almost like a horse-drawn car- carriage slow. So instead of Uber, it's called Foghat because they sang Slow Ride. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're partners in it. And, and when they pull up and they know you're there, it's not like, drop off Kevin. It just starts, Slow Ride. <laughs> and and then, I come out and I'm like, and they factor in miles. they factor in how much longer it's gonna take. Oh yeah. It's part of the price. Oh totally. It's like, oh, do you need to go somewhere? It's gonna be an hour. It's like, okay, great. I'd rather have a chill hour than a stressful forty five <laughs> minutes. Uh all right, I'm gonna give you a palate cleanser. All right. I was at uh was at a so- I was my daughter had soccer this weekend and you know, whether it's soccer or lacrosse, sometimes baseball, not not really baseball as much, but the ones where outdoors where parents are standing, especially this game yesterday was at, uh, I think like it was, it started at 10 o'clock, but you knew the sun was going to become a factor. And depending, the parents are on one side, the coaches are on the other side. The dream scenario if you're the parent is you're facing the sun. So you can get actual sun on your, on your face. You can wear a hat, whatever, but it, you can at least get like a, uh, you know, the worst case scenario is the sun's at your back and you, you got to put lotion on your back and yeah, on your neck. You have so a you shirt on or no? You have a shirt on. Yeah. You got to put, you got to put like lotion and on the back of your neck and, or you got to, you know, wear a hat and turn around or what a lot of parents do is they'll, they'll bring an umbrella and then they'll hold yeah. an umbrella to block the sun. But now you have these umbrellas that, you know, the umpires running by the sidelines, there's umbrellas poking out, there's umbrellas everywhere. It's it's like an umbrella frenzy. <laughs> like Mary Poppins. It just seems like there's a better way to do this where we've, we've had youth sports for the last, I don't know, 40, 50, 60. I don't know how long we've been having soccer with parents on the sidelines, but we've all just kind of settled on the umbrella thing. And that's, that's the only way out. What about like a sweatshirt or a jacket that has a built-in like little umbrella that pops up? So you're getting the shade, but it's it's close to your body. It's attached. And it's almost like a little pseudo umbrella slash oversized hood that goes over you. So you're blocking the sun, but you're also not intruding on other people's personal space. Is it a visibility thing? You don't like the umbrellas because you can't see the game because someone has a big golf umbrella there? Yeah, this because... Here's the thing. People will have an umbrella, but they'll be like, I'm going to bring an umbrella. And then they'll bring like a golf umbrella that you would use at the masters or some giant umbrella. And then it's like, it's, it's an umbrella that's big enough. Maybe one other person can fit underneath it. But if I have my own little personal mini umbrella, now, I, now I'm just worried. Now it's just for me. I'm just worried about me. And I'm also not, it's not jutting out. I'm not worried about poking somebody in the eye. I'm not holding it. I don't have to hold it on the sidelines. I mean, I'm, Outside in the sun for an hour and a half holding an umbrella. That's stupid. So it's like it's like a hoodie crossed with an umbrella. You just kind of pop it on and that's it. Looks like a jetpack almost. It is is everyone standing? Because all of my kids' soccer games, there's like a it's a lawn chair culture. I I think it depends on how competitive the games are. 
oh, I'm not supposed to. Wow, bad parent, I guess. No, I think when it, when it gets older and the games get intense, the, you want to stand. It's like being at a concert when it's like the encore. Like you're not going to really. Sit. Yeah, it gets intense. You have you have seats in an NBA arena. You're sitting there. I may or may not pace the sideline a little bit like Bobby Knight. Oh my goodness gracious. I just have a lot of energy. I get nervous, especially like if these come, we had a come from behind win yesterday. Like I, I get nervous. So, you know, I don't want to sit and sit. So, so you're pacing the sidelines with your umbrella. That's why you're running into multiple. No, umbrellas. I do not have the not- umbrella. We, we got scolded yesterday by, by the, the linesman. Cause one of the umbrellas is poking out. He almost got hit by the umbrella. That's what made me think about it. That we, we need personal hoodie umbrellas. And then, and then that would be better for everybody involved. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Hey, we've all made some bad choices in life. I know I have, I look at pictures of myself in the nineties. I would take back every single pair of shirt and jeans that I wore, but Hey, this isn't about me. It's about you. Don't make where you play fantasy football, a bad life decision. Play Yahoo Fantasy Football. Yahoo offers up free expert advice. It has the best player experience, and they'll never delete your league history like other apps. Yahoo also has all kinds of fun fantasy games, like the new Best Ball. Just draft and you're done. No trades, no waivers, no drama all season. Yahoo is the number one rated app by the FSGA. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Fantasy Football. And if you want to catch up on your league, check out on TheRinger.com. Top 150. Fantasy updated. Kyle, did Josh Gordon make it? I think he's on there. He better. Put Flash he on better. there. Not, Flash Gordon him. is back, baby. Um, check it, check that out and check out the DNC football podcast only on the Ringer NFL show. All right, back to Wilds. All right, we're back. Kevin Wilds, half baked ideas. Here's your, I guess this is your third and a half one, fourth one, technically. Yeah, yeah what do I got here? Oh, maybe you like this one. What's your, what's your take on the NBA midseason tournament? You know me. I love I love dumb ideas with the NBA. I've probably pitched more of them than any other human being that has a platform. And I can't wrap my head around how the midseason tournament works, what the incentive would be, why the players would care, unless it was just like, you know, $50 million for the winning team. Okay. So I don't think this gets us over the finish line, but just for the thought experiment of it, I think they, it, when it was announced or when it was, it was kind of like floated, they talked about like, Oh, it was called like the commissioner's cup or something like that. Right. It was some sort of like another trophy. Everyone kept on talking about like, Oh, we could play for another trophy. Yeah. And everyone, like, eh, I don't know. Another trophy. I don't know. So here's where I think it got off on the wrong foot that it can gain some momentum. There's too many trophies. Right, especially if you're a professional athlete, you've been getting trophies since you were six years old. You don't need another trophy. You're just not into it. What people do like, wearable trophies are totally underrated. Championship belts, championship rings, gold medals, green jackets, crowns, the turnover chain. You need a trophy that you can wear. Mm. So I so I'm just kicking it around, and those are all taken. It they're largely accessories. So I was like, oh, championship watch. Just a great watch. Doesn't have to be super expensive, but it's unique. And it's a trophy you can wear around. It's different from the Larry O'Brien trophy. It's not the championship ring. It's cool. It's a championship watch. Half-baked. Half-baked, but it's something. I mean, it's something. All right. There's a twist to this. 
they used to do this in the 60s in the NBA. Oh, you know what? I've seen like old Lakers watches for sale on yeah. like, some auction site. There's, instead of championship rings, the Celtics won so many times in a row that, you know, that the picture of Bill Russell, the famous picture with him, the 11 rings. Yeah. It's actually a bullshit picture because unless they retroactively gave him rings for the other seasons, there were seasons where there were no rings and they would get like a watch or uh, hmm. I think there was one year they might've even just gotten a plate. But the thing is you, the reason I know this is because in the mem memorabilia world, getting those watches is like a big deal because they're engraved for the player and stuff like that. And I'm with you. I, I, the world series poker bracelet, world series of poker bracelet. Oh, bracelet. Yeah. Good call. That, that and the green jacket are probably the two best things. Stanley Cup, it's like probably the best uh, trophy that we have. But you get a day with it, and then you have to give it up. And then I look at like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the Patriots have won a few Super Bowls this century. That's I think, all that I think news. something like five, six, seven. I can't even remember the exact number at this point. But every year they try to outdo the ring. And the thing is they can't wear the ring. Because the ring no, is so heavy ridiculous. and gigantic, it's like you, you can't you you can't do anything with your hand. You might as well be wearing like a fucking metal claw. So, <laughs> what? So I was what thought like what they should do is it should be like a necklace, like what when you when you land in Hawaii and they put the 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 lei around you, it should be a necklace like that with the ring dangling from it, which I think a couple of players have done. So anyway, yeah, I'm Mr. with you. Mr. Big did it in Sex in the City too. It was like, oh, oh not good. There you go. So, not Mr. Big, the other guy. <laughs> Kyle, what, what would so, you rather have? You win the title. We win the title for the BS podcast this year. Would you rather have a watch, a necklace with a ring on it? um, Or a straight-up ring? A bracelet. Is this my first title? It's your first title. You'd want Probably the ring. bracelet. Bracelet? Yeah. Like a oh, World no, Series okay. of Poker bracelet? Exactly, yeah. Classy like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think we're doing um, rings and, and trophies correctly because the other thing with the rings, I've talked I've talked to players about this on the podcast. They It's all about got to get that ring, got to get that ring. And then you get it and you put it in a safety deposit box and you never you yeah. never do anything with it. It's idiotic. No. It's like, what happened to your yeah. ring? Oh, it's, it's at my bank. <laughs> you, you have to talk to a guy named Victor and then put in a 10 combination safe to open it. So, yeah. That's what I spent the last year fighting for. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the bracelet. Okay. In there. All right, what's the next one? All right. <laughs> okay, this is stupid. So this is called conversation peace of mind. So when we lived in the city, we lived up the street from a meteorite shop. They sold uh, meteors. Not meteors, they're too hot. Meteorites fossils, things like that. And I was never into uh, fossils, but you can only walk past the meteorite shop so many times. You're like, all right, enough. I'll, I'll go into the fossil shop. So walking to the fossil shop, and they got a, a T-Rex tooth in there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, T-Rex tooth. It was, I think it was like 3000 2800 They would have sales, which is way too much for just a, a nothing item, but at the same time, not so prohibitively expensive that I don't still want it. So, I was like, I was talking to my wife, like, I was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying this T-Rex tooth. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it'd be a good conversation, it'd be a good conversation, it'd be an all-time conversation piece. Yeah. That it would just be, it would be a piece of furniture. It's not just a, it's like, you're not doing that, obviously. I'm like, yeah, I know. 
But what if you could rent these conversation pieces, having a house party? You don't want to talk about work. You don't want to talk about your kids. Oh, nothing else to talk about in the world. Need some conversation pieces. Oh, hello. Look at me. Got a T-Rex tooth here. I got Babe Ruth's <laughs> ashtray. I got Abraham Lincoln's top hat. I got something from a caveman. I got Phoebe's acoustic guitar from Friends. I got Secretariat's horseshoe. I got an old Lakers ring from the old championship that Bill got. Hmm. Rental. Now, just do the quick math. T-Rex two cut 2800 bucks for 30 years. Lay it out. 93 bucks a year. Excuse me. 93 bucks a year. It's seven seventy five a month, which means it's twenty five cents a day to own the T Rex suit. And you have I it for two for years. Co- you give it back. No, it, just for a weekend. You're having a house party. You get a few of these. I can give you two twenty bucks. <laughs> Had the T Rex tooth. Oh hey, how you doing? Yeah, um, yeah. You know things are going good. Have you ever seen this T Rex tooth? Oh yeah, hold it. Everyone leaves your party. That, that Bill Simmons, interesting guy. Not just sports. You know, he's into fossils too. <laughs> Did you return it on Monday? Yeah, yeah. I have to go get. It. Yeah, I send the guy. We go get it from you. Or you, That's you can get an additional day if you want. So you're tapping into something that is. Kara Swisher was on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and we talked about this a little bit about the concept of renting stuff. Where I think she was the one that said it, or maybe I heard it somewhere else about. Um, was that about renting clothes? Everything. She's like, yeah, we're just gonna rent everything. Why can't we rent clothes? Like yeah, cotton. my wife does rent the runway. She just gets a big trunk full of stuff, and she's like, looks awesome, and she sends it back. Because we rent it's like t- renting a tux, but every day. Yeah, we rent tuxedos, but let's say Kyle, Kyle's going to a fancy party where you wouldn't wear a tuxedo, but you get to wear a nice suit. Kyle doesn't want to buy a, you know, twenty five hundred dollars suit. He just wants a suit where he'll look awesome for, you know, one night. Why can't you do that? Or maybe you can, and 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 I'm not aware of it. But I, you can't. It's just not. I'm all for this because you can rent. You can rent cars. You can rent tuxes. You can rent boats. You can rent a helicopter. But I can't rent like a Tom Ford suit for for one day. Or Al Capone's shoes <laughs> that you just want on yourself. That's interesting. <laughs> Al Capone's uh, body parts. You're just interesting stuff. So you go in. You just you just have interesting stuff. You know, you've done this before with half-baked ideas. Some of your ideas center around impressing people that are at your house for a party. <laughs> That's not true. No, no, no. You've had a couple. You had a couple in the past. You had you had the eBay house that time, where everything oh, no, everything in the was, house was that, available. <laughs> That's yeah. That's DiBiase house. DiBiase got a price. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know that one, Kyle. No. It's everything in the house has a price tag and a scanner. So if if you're at my house and you're like, "Wow, I really like that uh, that plate," you just scan it's it. It's like forty nine ninety nine. You just take it. You it's leave. DiBiase house. <laughs> that was a good one. Everybody's got a price. Um. I like I I'm all for like renting everything. I think that's a great idea. Maybe I can rent a soccer umbrella jacket. I have a I have one. This is stolen from my daughter. My daughter and I we were driving in the car once for for soccer, and she got this text and and she goes, "Oh no!" So I look over in the phone, and you know how when you get a text from somebody, I could say like Wilds or Kyle, but then sometimes there will be like a group name for for the text, right? 
this group name was called Post Patrol. I'm like, what's Post Patrol? She said her and a bunch of her friends from school last year, they had this text thread where if they were going to post something on Instagram, they kind of sent it to the other four friends to make sure it, they should post it or not. It was like this committee of, should I post this picture of, you know, me in a bathing suit? Is this too over the top? Send it to the friends and the friends would be like, no, no, don't post that one. That's too over the top. Or no, no, you, there's a prettier picture of you or whatever. Post patrol. I think this is a business. So you get, maybe not everybody has a group of friends like what Zoe has, but, but maybe there's a little committee and you grab, you sign up, you have, you know, let's say you're in the seventh grade. There's these four seventh graders that are your post patrol. They get assigned to you and you send them the pictures. Maybe you don't want your friends to have input on your pictures. You want them to be surprised. So you want outsiders, friends for hire. Post patrol, you post the pictures. They give you feedback. Um, what are those things when you can like, you can change what the, what the picture looks like? The filters? Yeah, filter. Yeah, yeah. sure. They'd be like, oh, maybe you should use a... Uh, a dramatic cool filter or whatever, you know, whatever the thing is, or yeah, Photoshop that out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put from your knees down and they give you feedback post patrol. And then you post the picture. It's like two nine, further. two ninety nine a month. Be, I think it should be mandatory when you sign up for Twitter that you have to run it up. That You have a few editors. Oh, Twitter Maybe. editors. Yeah. It's mandatory. Like you sign up, it's like, hey, to to um, make sure this uh, Twitter community is um, the best it can be. Like, there's, you know, you have to be a part of this editing process. You get three people, and it's just like, ah, no, you spelled uh, there wrong. That's that's bottom line. It's like, hey, no, uh, that's the worst thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's gone. So it's yes, it's mandatory. No, no, you didn't. Al- you didn't. Alex Jones tweet last week. Not worth it. Don't do a second one. Wait well, three more weeks. Mandatory. Twitter editors. I like that. I think that's great. You like Post Patrol? I think it's fantastic. The problem I is, like, I like anything that's sort of like. I think social media, just in general, needs another layer of like. You know. The, I don't know. The problem Post Patrol works perfectly. The problem with Post Patrol is it, it could it would succeed early and then lead to a scandal. As it turns out, that it's like a bunch of thirty-five year old guys pretending to be thirteen-year-old girls. Like well, no, something goes that. wrong. I'm talking about it's for everybody. It's for like politicians have Post Patrol. Mm. Everyone has it. The president? No, he wouldn't get it. Probably not. I love you. Just dead silence whenever the president. Up. Well, comedy killer. No. Wilds is like oh, I'm not saying anything. Nothing. Nothing uh, nice to say. What's your next uh, half baked idea? Gloober, it's called. This is similar to Rebounder for Hire. New York Times article on uh, Canadian Adult League rec hockey. Everybody in Canada plays rec hockey. There's not enough goalies. So the goalies are mercenaries. The goalies get paid 50 bucks. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. The goalies are actually like kind of professional goalies. Everyone else is playing rec. Like this works for, so at first it was an idea about basketball. 
So like when I'm playing basketball, I'm not shooting well. I just turn into like glue guy. I'm like, yeah, I'll set picks. Yeah. I'll like rebound. I'll dive on the ground and give you the ball. But like when I come home, it's not like, it's like, how was basketball? Like, yeah, awesome. Set a lot of picks, spread the floor and let other people shine. It's like, it's not great. Like I'd like to kind of, I'd like to outsource that work. So that's the idea. Like you bring a guy in, they, they do all that stuff. Uh, they will also raise their hand for an additional fee and be like, oh, it's my bad when it's actually your fault. They're like, no, my bad, my bad. It's like, okay. So it's like a basketball handyman. Yeah, he just, my bad, my bad. He's like, totally your fault. Like, you threw the bat. He's like, I should have been faster. That's my bad, that's my bad. So we all talk. But I actually thought this would be better. I was also kicking around an idea called a home field advantage, where it's just like the power of positivity and good vibes. So then I was like, oh, maybe Gluber works better outside of sports and in like the corporate atmosphere. So suppose you're having like a big meeting. I suppose you're not you though. You're not the ringer. Suppose you're like a bunch of like, um, let's say we're like airplane mechanics, right? The airplane mechanics are there because they're the best airplane mechanics. They're not necessarily like rah-rah guy. Maybe they are. Maybe it's a rah-rah team. Maybe it's not. But if you're going to have a big meeting, it's helpful to have the rah-rah person in there. And you can't say, oh, yeah, well, we have, you know, Tyler, he's not a great airplane mechanic, but he's a great rah-rah guy. Like, well, that doesn't work. Like, he's got to be mechanic first. So you outsource the rah-rah guy. You outsource the glue guy, Gruber. Gruber comes in for the airplane mechanics. You're having a big meeting. And Gruber's like, hey, first of all, I just want to say you guys are off doing an awesome job. Awesome job. Like, the way you did that tire, Todd, that was really good. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about, but he's just glue guys making everybody, like, feel good about themselves. Gruber. You could have that for uh, for pickup soccer, too. Yeah, guys in, guys in the middle. 100% work. Yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. Gruber. Hey, we should mention just a, a, a quick aside for half-baked ideas that we created the purge franchise no you created that no it was we created it together did you created that for february 20 february 29th you wanted like leap year chaos yeah my my half-baked idea was that leap year happens every four years and it's one of those things that maybe we just remove it from the calendar completely and there's no record of it and anything can happen and there are no rules. And you got really freaked out when I did that one. Well, and I'm just more of a positive, happy fella. I was just like, hey, for one day, anything can happen. And I think they took that idea and turned it into the purge. I think somebody heard. I'm convinced. It was. It's basically the same premise, right? Leap year. There are no rules. It's the one day. I was saying there would be no electricity. And uh, and the purge happened. Swim with dolphins. And the tanks. <laughs> do anything. <laughs> That would be the giveaway. It's like, well, there's a dolphin in the tank. Uh, all right. Next half-picked idea. There's another social media. You want to hear a social media idea or do you want to hear uh, or a Thanksgiving idea? Thanksgiving. Kyle's favorite holiday. It's called Thanksgiving or Treat. Okay. Halloween's, oh, I did some research for this. 2005. $3.3 billion spent on, uh, on Halloween. 2018, $9 billion. 2019, last year, $100 billion. That's not true. I made that last part. Anyways, it just tripled from $3.3 billion to $9 billion. And Halloween, it's like a, a lot of obviously like outside decorations have really taken off. It's like right there with Christmas. I think Thanksgiving should 
I've already got my extension cords out. Thanksgiving needs to get into it. Like more Thanksgiving lights. I don't know where it is. I don't know what colors are available, <laughs> but I've got my extension cords out. I just want to put up some Thanksgiving lights and then trans, you know, right, transfer right into Christmas. Thanksgiving lights. Kyle, you buying them? I'm in. I'm 100%. Kyle, you just made Kyle hungry. He started thinking about stuffing and the lions at 930 in the morning. So once the lights are up, get this. The, other, the one problem with Thanksgiving, you're in the house too long and there's too much food. Two problems. Yeah. At the end of Thanksgiving, it's like Halloween where you, you go and trick or treat around your neighborhood and you just get you're switching out desserts. <laughs> you're not because you're you're tired of being in your house. You've been with the same people for a long time. There's too many desserts. Like, you know what? Let's walk the neighborhood. It's also good exercise for for everybody. And it's because of tradition. It's pretty solid. <laughs> just walk around. <laughs> Just knock on the door. It's like, hey, how are you? What do you got? Oh, great. Boston cream pie. That's fantastic. I've got this. Maybe it's, a little, maybe it's more trading, less just giving. I like the trading. And, and it adds some energy to your house. Come on in. Just switches it up a little bit. You got to just, the group's getting a little stale. We're on, we're on, you know, hour 14 here. Like, let's mix it up. Um, do. We're, we're taking another break. Hey, let's talk about Google-Fi. Doesn't it feel like most phone plans just weren't made with us in mind? Between bad coverage, paying too much for data you don't ever actually use, and crazy roaming charges. Google-Fi is a phone plan by Google made with features that people like you and I actually want. Features like free international roaming, so you never have to worry about calling up your provider to let them know you'll be traveling. And three networks in one, so you can stay connected wherever you are from your home to your office. And everywhere in between, Google Fi works on your favorite smartphone so you don't have to switch phones just to switch plans. In fact, it's as easy as just downloading the app and you only have to pay for the data you use. Plus, with bill protection, if you ever do use a lot of data, your bill is capped at a reasonable amount. Learn more at fi.google.com. That is fi.google.com. Switch to Google Fi, a phone plan by Google. So I was thinking about the Thanksgiving lights. There has to be some sort of half-baked idea for people like my dad that do not take their tree down until like April. But I don't know the idea. Maybe one of the listeners will will have a suggestion for that. Or the people that keep the lights on until like February, or the, the lights outside their house for the holidays until like February 15th. We're starting to become that. It's like, oh, it just looks better. Yeah, it's like maybe just keep them year round. It just looks better. Like I'm not going. Like when I when the lights come off of my house, I'm like, well, boring house. Um. All right, I got one for you. Go. This is called uh, the Pander Fantasy League. So, noticed on social media, there's people out there. I'm not going to call any well, names. This is going to be terrible. I'm not going to comment on this one. <laughs> I can tell this going. <laughs> There's <laughs> there's people out there where kind of the art for them is to go to tackle certain subjects in a way that there's kind of no counter to what the point is. It's all win, no losses. Like I noticed that during the U.S. Women's World Cup, people just love the U.S. Women's team. Any positive tweet about the women's team is a win, right? So that then there becomes an art to 
how do I make my tweet stand out that is kind of that pandering tweet where I just seem like a good person because I like this U.S. women's team so much. Now we have a fantasy league, and I'm not sure how we score the tweets, but it's for stuff like that. It's for stuff where Boogie Cousins gets injured and everybody's got to do their tweets about how sad it is and upsetting it is and all that. Now we're grading the tweets based on, oh man, who, who really captured the moment? Who, who pandered the best? Who is our best panderer on the, on the Boogie Cousins ACL injury? I don't know. It's a half-baked idea. I don't know how we would score it. Just dead silence you- for you? Can I give you a happier Twitter idea? Sure. <laughs> a more uplifting idea. Yeah. What was my, the Women's World Cup? That was uplifting. Yeah, I know, but you're like, you know, passing judgment on the, on the authenticity of people's enthusiasm. I'm not passing judgment. I just think there's a certain style on Twitter where it's like, oh, Federer and Nadal are playing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stroke myself for the next four hours on Twitter and nobody's going to, there's no counter to it. So this is just a free four hours for me to just basically Twitter masturbation. Mine's called Truman Show Twitter. Okay. <laughs> What's Happy that? Happy trolls. Happy trolls. You hire, Suppose you're an NBA team. You have, you've seen this come up like, have a bad game, social media attacks you. This guy's no good. Almost like a Markel Fultz thing. Just there, there's a lot of pressure um, to to you know perform well at all times, and you always hear like, oh, there used to just be one beat writer, you know, covering the Sacramento Kings, but now you've got millions of people mad at you because you went 0 for 13 that game. But this is similar to the Gloover idea. <laughs> Truman Show Twitter is just an angry of, of uh, reform trolls. Yeah. Maybe that are like, you call it like, oh, somebody had a bad game. Can you bombard them with like, great job, man. Hey, you got to shoot out of it. Oh, I know you're over 13, but you got to keep shooting. Shoot or shoot. Let's go. We believe you in do you. It. Yeah. We believe in you. It's just like he, the guy logs on after like the worst game. He feels terrible. His mom's calling. He's like, don't worry. You know, he just gets one text from his mom. He's like, you're okay. I believe in you. And he's like, oh. he's like, it just feels bad. And he goes on a Twitter and there's just like all these thumbs up emoticons and like, you can do it in like happy gifts. So like the Red Sox bullpen, when it was falling apart, April, May, it's just people texting Ryan Brazier being like, it's, it's your, the light bulb is almost on baby. Keep firing strikes. It's Go. going to turn. You got this. And you're using you're using all the same techniques that you know the Russian trolls use, but you're just switching it around just to be good, just to be happy and and positive. The pander Army of positivity. Truman Show Twitter. It's all controlled. Your whole Twitter is now like I call it Truman Show. It's like it's all manufactured, and it's just helping you play better basketball. The Pander Fantasy League. It's like, uh, here's a video of somebody giving up their first class seat to an old person. Kind of thing that makes you realize America is great. Be like, whoa, that's like a 92. Add Add that to their fantasy rankings. 
It's terrible. Great stuff. Twitter Pander Fantasy League. America's with me. All right, what's your next half baked idea? All right. <laughs> they try to hunt basketball at once. So you know that you know in the movies when um like the character who's who's just getting on the straight and narrow, like runs into like his old buddies at the mall, they're like, Oh hey Brandon Oh and it's like the guys that he used to like do drugs with, like, hey man, we're going down to the old, you know, Spelunkin hole. Do you want to come? He's like, no, no, it's not me. He's like so stressed out, he starts sweating. <laughs> it's just like classic scene in every movie. That's that's sort of like he's like trying not to do it. Is trying his hardest not to like fall back into that trap, but he's an addict. So when I go into Home Goods and I go into the the, the distressed wooden signs, that's me. It's like the distressed wooden signs with like beautiful calligraphy that has uh, little sayings about like friendship and and, and family, like or like uh, something like something about how you need your morning Joe. Like, don't talk to me. I need my coffee. <laughs> but it's on a beautiful sign. I told I I want all of those. I just want to buy them all. And I actively am like stopping myself from doing. It. I start like sweating in the line. Excuse this mess. Memories being made. Yeah, <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> I, just, I just hey, friendships like the stars. You don't always see them, but you know they're there. Like I just love it. I just I'm like yes, I need that. I should be in the bathroom. Like why wouldn't you put that out there? The kids need to learn that. So I'm like, but I don't want to become the guy that just buys all the signs at Home Goods. So anyways, that's inside of me, and I recognize it. So I'm like, all right, I need an outlet for this. Like where else has there been um, these sort of like how can I temper this? How I want these I want these things in my life. And then I thought about these old and one shirts. Do you remember the and one shirts? It was like a shirtless, muscular model, but it was the exact. It was he would oh, and he was playing basketball and he would be saying the meanest things to you. Right. Like, oh, here's five dollars. Go buy a jump shot, you little jerk. And that would be on the shirt. So you'd be right. playing a guy like, huh? Like, what's wrong? You motherfucker! your game. I'm like, oh, okay. Yikes. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can make a shirt with that. All right, Kyle. Now you have to show Bill what I texted you. Oh. I texted, full story, I had one of these made from a graphic designer on Fiverr just to see what it would look like. And I sent it to Kyle to show Bill. Bill, you have to, you have to read it. It says, a friend is one of the nicest things you can have and one of the best things you can be. And it's a picture of somebody with an eight-pack dribbling a basketball. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? So, I can wear that. And people would be like, oh, cool, man. I so, so I think I think people would like that. So we'll put that on Instagram so people can see it. Yeah. So you're basically this was remember in Forrest Gump the Have a Nice Life t-shirts with the with oh, the smiley yeah. or face. Have a good, yeah. Was then or have a good day? What was it? Have a good day. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah. He invented it when he's running in the mud. And then that was ludicrous, by the way. But then it led to this whole like kind of happy slogan thing. You're saying let's go to the next level with these. Well, I just don't want it to be so saccharine. I got the guy there. The guy's tough. The guy's like, hey, I'm still tough. I don't like home goods uh, calligraphy signs, distressed wooden signs. I'm playing basketball. <laughs> Balances it out. Take some of the sting off of it. That one's pretty good. <laughs> I do like that. I like it. No, no, I do like that one. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. 
It's so stupid. I have one for you. Yeah. So all of these athletes are getting the content now. Mm-hmm. And they're forming their own companies and you know, and in some cases like LeBron has Maverick, KD has Rich Kleiman, Steph has uh Jerron, who's a really nice guy. Some of them have their guys, right? And their guys, they're just thinking about how can I leverage this guy's star and the connections he has and the people who want to get in the room with them and we'll just create content and we'll produce documentaries, we'll do all this stuff. Some some stars don't have that person, right? Maybe they just never had the rich climate pass through their life or they never grew up with somebody or whatever. They don't have their cousin who's into it or they never met a producer at a party and just hit it off or whatever. Yeah, they haven't clicked with something. Yeah, they don't have their sort of partner in crime. They don't have that person. Well, yep. now we're going to form a form a, a school. We, You know how like USC has like the school of journalism and or like Northwestern has like the sports media, the school Adande teaches at. Um, this program, let's say there's a program at UCLA. And it's basically to become the guy for famous athlete. And you take all these courses and you, and you learn all these different pieces of the business about, you know, how to make a documentary, um, how to be on a panel and talk about storytelling, how to, how to, uh, how to, how to study from media companies that have been successful. And you just, you arm this person with information. And then it's like a mix and match with athletes who don't have their guy. That's That's all I have. Half-baked idea. I'm going to say, unfortunately, so this happens every once in a while. We didn't really go over this part of half-baked ideas. When an idea is not a half-baked idea, it's just an idea. So, so, you know, obviously, like, having indoor whitewater rafting, just that's half-baked. That is actually just a good idea. And because of that, because of that, it's terrible. You're disqualifying it. It It was too fully baked. Truthfully, it's just a normal idea. Like, I've got normal ideas, too. I don't bring them up. <laughs> that's a great idea. I think that's just a solid oh, idea. I, Rather I, than going up the chain from, like, a production assistant. Like, this job is to amplify and showcase star athletes and their storytelling abilities in a very bespoke, good word, Kevin, in a bespoke way that you've been trained for. So you can come right out and be ready to go. Yeah, it works. I, that just works. That just plain old works. I apologize. I, I left that one in the oven too long and it actually cooked. Yeah, don't I do should, that one. Yeah, that my one bad. Just... My bad. I'm going to rescind that idea. Um, all <laughs> right, what, what, what do you have? Last one? All right, last one. Shark tanks for movies? No. Hold on. We'll go. Let's, let's, let's. Chaosville. Beer, <laughs> beer flight pot. Father and Claw. All right. I think the best one is all right, this one this one actually works too. Okay, it doesn't have it doesn't have a clever name. It's just called Kids Movies for Kids. So uh, it was somewhere with my kid, and we saw some Batman thing, and he's like, "Oh, Dad, I want to go see that." And I want to see Batman Superman. It's a long time ago. And out of my mouth, I was like, "No, that's for grownups." And his little brain was like started to like melt and like fall out of his ears. He's like, he's like, that's for grownups. Like, I'm in a full Batman gear. I've got Batman sheets. Like, that's not for grownups. This is my thing. I'm like, ah, it's PG-13. So I got it, and he was like frustrated that he can't see any of these movies that were originally meant 
for kids. They're action movies. They're for children. So, but I get it. You know, the financial structure and blah, 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 big audience, blah, blah, blah. But why don't you make these movies kid-friendly? They do it with books. Just make G- everything that comes out has to be G-rated. And it's 50 minutes. It's and you showing them at 7 o'clock in the morning when kids are up and you want to do something. And you're running it. Seven, eight, now you're running on the hour. So you're getting, you, you can't show it past 7 or 6 p.m. for your last showing. But you're getting 11 showings in there. You're only showing half the movie. It can. It just has to barely make sense. They're just eating popcorn anyways. They just want to see something, but there's no killing. It's G-rated. Plain, simple, it's nice. It's like even more G-rated than the TV version. Kids movies for kids. And you're churning them. Every movie, it's a kids movie now. So you do like, so Boogie Nights, which is like two and a half hours. No, not Boogie Nights. No, you edit that into like a 50-minute kids movie. No. No, That's a bad idea? 70s filmmaking. No, just about like Guardians of the Galaxy. I just can't have, it can't be too scary or too loud. What what about Fatal Attraction? That doesn't work either? This guy, see now, now the dynamic of it is like you say outrageous things to ruin my ideas. This is a million dollars. No, that is a good idea. So you're saying, so there, there are, uh, there are YouTube clips out there where they'll just be like edited the best parts of a movie. Right. So you're just saying this is like the greatest hits of the movie. It's 50 minutes instead of two and a half hours and you're in and you're out. I would say that the the problem is the director, I think would, would have an issue. Oh, give me a break. His mutilated cut. The director, it's for a four year old. (laughs) The director. God, I'm like, no. Do you know children's you you can buy a children's book. It's seven pages long about Spider Man or about Cap or about Iron Man, but it's not like oh the nuclear things and what are you doing? It's like huh? I'm like no, dude, just you're good and the other people are bad. You're flying around in the story. Do you know one syllable words? There's a half baked idea that actually really happened out here in L.A. when my when my wife when when she had our daughter the Grove movie theater. I think it was on like Tuesdays in the morning. They would have these mommy and me events. And it was basically, the concept of it was moms don't have time to go to the movies because they're, they're stuck with their kid all day. So they actually called it mommy and me. And it was a movie theater where you had to bring your kid and they would blare the movie. So if there was a kid crying in row two, like it didn't matter because the movie was so freaking loud. And my my wife and Sal's wife would go with with their two small children to Mommy and Me on Tuesdays and go see movies that they had kind of wanted to see or weren't able to see or whatever. And it would just be super loud in there. And my wife actually enjoyed this. It was like her her way to go to a movie. I I think like sometimes I'm going to see a movie, like if we see Toy Story, we're going to see the movie. Like they're selling me, um, they're selling me a piece of art. And, I, and I'm consuming it perfectly. Other times, movie theaters are selling me a place to get out of the rain. Yeah. And I'm more like, hey, you're just out of the, it's raining. I need to get out of the house. I got a five-year-old. Got to, we, we just got to be somewhere else. We, I don't care what it is. Give me 50 minutes. Like, let's go in and out. Where do you stand on Sinopolis's? Because it feels like those are half-baked ideas that actually happened and became real things. Have you been to a Sinopolis? Do they have those in the East Coast? Not- I don't even know what that is. It's a movie theater where it's like big recliner seats. Um, oh, 
You have a menu. There's waiters walking around. You can buzz people. They're bringing food. They're bringing drinks. They're bringing you everything. It's like being at a restaurant movie theater. Mm. It's a little weird. I don't know. I, I just, I, I am in on drive. I mean, I am in on uh, drive-ins. There's a driving Connecticut we went to one time. So if you're going to do all like, I mean, for like, you know, non-traditional movie experiences, I guess. But if, but if, if the industry is looking to invest money, I'm like pro driving. Just cooler. I don't know what happened to drive-ins. They were a huge part of at least my childhood. And then they're now they're gone. I don't I don't even think there's one within an hour of LA. I have another half baked idea based on an idea I just thought of as you were talking about that. Your idea. Oh boy, this is gonna be great. No. There was it too is coming out. And yes. there's an it too pop up whole like carnival place in Hollywood right now in Hollywood and Vine. That Kyle's probably have you been to it, Kyle? I walked past it. You walked past it, you didn't go in? Didn't go in. Um my son loves it. It's, it, I think it was his favorite movie of two years ago. His favorite movie this year is Good Boys. My son, it, he's always ahead of his time with whatever he's watching, much to everybody's chagrin. But he's really excited for It too, and he really wanted to go to the It too carnival. But it's 18 and over. Yeah. No kids. Because it's like scary. But my son still really wanted to go. And my wife and I were joking about trying to figure out how to dress him up so it would just seem like he was an adult, just a really short adult. He's five feet tall now. Um, and he's what like the old, like, he's be on your shoulders, little old trench coat. No, just, but, but is there, is there a place where like, there's some makeup slash wardrobe place. It's a store. And I bring my son in. I'm like, can you make my son look 22? And they like dress them differently. They give them like maybe maybe some facial hair, um, some glasses. They soup them up so that by the time it's done, he just looks like a short twenty-two-year-old dude. Yeah, you live in L.A. You could you could make him look like a dragon if you wanted to. <laughs> right. So how much money you want to spend for him to walk around and see a clown, scary clown? You're gonna spend two thousand dollars. Does it have to be two thousand dollars though? What if it's like a fifty-dollar makeover? You got to get like a full like Mission Impossible flesh mask. <laughs> flesh mask? Yeah, it's like Tom Cruise rips it off. It's like, ah, it's me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? Just, it's probably easier. Uh, I don't know. That one. Yeah, you do. There's Hollywood makeup people. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's why it was a half baked idea. I felt like. After I did a fully baked idea, I had to come back and finish trying. That's true. Yeah, that balanced it out because one was ninety-eight percent done, the other one was three. Um, Actually, over. The other thing I was thinking was, I think we have to. You know, there's a new whole bottled water shaming thing that's happening right now. Are you aware of this? Is this this might just be an LA thing? It'll trickle down to the other states. Everything starts here. About about consumption of plastic or about actual water. Because plastic bottles are terrible, and we we have more plastic bottles in our life than ever. And totally a, cu- agree. a couple times we've done podcasts where we've had plastic bottled water things on the on the table, and I've noticed in like the replies to the Instagram post, people like, "Hey man, you really got to cool it with those bottled bottled waters." You know. By the way, huge points in the Pander Fantasy League, but um, was thinking like those. 
you know, they make those, you see them at Costco or, or you see them at Target or or at Dick's Sporting Goods. Those awesome metal like water things. Because my daughter loves these. This is what she goes to soccer. She has like this 32 ounce, awesome $35 cooler thing. But it feels like we're we've just scratching the surface on how those should go. And what what's the next level as 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 we all combine to get rid of uh, bottled water and and make the planet safer, which we should. What is what is the next iteration of those awesome thirty five dollar whatever thingies? I don't know. I'm throwing that out there. Well, the canteen. You want to bring canteens back? <laughs> canteens, but I. I feel like it's a combo of that idea you had earlier with the t-shirts, with the slogans. There's a way to make them happier and maybe, maybe you get matching sets and, or you get like team logos. Like I could have like a Celtics awesome cooler. And then when we're doing the rewatchables, I have my nice, awesome 32 ounce Celtics cooler thingy, something there. I don't know. That's like a a quarter baked idea. Yeah. You're talking about a glass, a glass of water. Well, what are those things called? What are those things called that Zoe drinks? Those the, those giant thirty two ounce flask? Is that what it's yeah, the hydro flask. I don't know the hydro flask. Yeah, this is like a thing for you know, especially if you see soccer, a lot of people have the hydro flask. You know, instead of just bringing like a big bottled smart water thing. So, um, all right, Kevin Wilds, we're back. This is happening. It was long overdue. We got to get. We did one, I remember, in the Super Bowl, and House was the third party, and I thought House had some good, some good. We next time we do this, we got to have House involved. Excellent, because we got to do. There's got to be some a food one too. He gets all excited. He starts groaning. It's it's uh, it'll be good. Uh, Wilds, this was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, coming up in one second, we are going to run the Summer Foods Extravaganza: Joe House versus Bally Rubin with me and Ryan Rosillo and a whole audience as judges. But first, let's talk about Luminary a relatively new podcast subscription service with some of the best content around, including our show, Break Stuff, the story of Woodstock 99, which is wrapping up this month. That is a podcast. I really hope you're not missing. It's excellent. It goes through really everything you ever want to know about Woodstock 99 and some of the misconceptions and some of the crazy stuff that happened and really why nothing like it has ever happened again for good reasons. Um, along with Woodstock 99, Luminary gives you access to a bunch of other original shows from innovative, dynamic creators that you can't find anywhere else, including Hannibal Burris's podcast, Trevor Noah has one, a whole bunch of people. The Luminary app is free to download, and in addition to the can't-miss originals, you can use it to listen to thousands of podcasts, including this one, music, TV, film, comedy, sports, whatever. Luminary is the right show for you. Check out Woodstock 99 and so much more only on Luminary. Get your first two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link slash Simmons. After that, it's only $7.99 per month. Luminary.link slash Simmons. Two months of free access. Cancel anytime. Terms do apply. All right, coming up. This We did this in Vegas last month. Me, Mallory Rubin, Joe House, Ryan Rosillo. Top five summer foods. Mallory made a list. House made a list. We counted down from five to one. We argued about it. We made fun of them. And then we all decided who the winner was. And you're about to hear that right now. We wanted to, this is a finishing act here. We wanted to talk about food. <laughs> Specifically summer food. And we're going to play a little gimmick. Uh-oh. 
House and Mallory are going to count down from five to one their favorite summer foods. And then Rosillo and I are going to decide whose list we liked more. Oh, oh yeah. boy. He sprung it on us. He didn't tell us it was going to go down like this. I told you to come up with five foods. I have, I have five. Don't worry. Mallory, you go first. Your fifth choice. Okay. My fifth favorite summer food is soup. Allow me to explain. This is the weirdest start to any segment we've done. And I want to clarify, not gazpacho. No. We like, don't count gazpacho. I love gazpacho. Gazpacho is delicious, it's but not I, a soup. I want to be clear that this is not a seasonal specific okay. cheat pick. Hot soup. Boiling soup. A vat of it, if I can get it. You know, tender greens switch from the cup to the bowl, and I get yeah. two of them. It's like a vat. Lunch. Two. It's like a bucket. Here's why. Soup is delicious. I don't like constructs. I don't like living my life by anyone else's rules other than Bill's and Sean's. <laughs> and why should somebody tell me that it's no longer soup season? So you're soup going against the grain. I want. Yeah. Soup in the summer represents to me agency, free will, empowerment. And it's also delicious. Variety every day. All right. Rousseau, what did you think of that choice? I was not expecting that. <laughs> House, you're up. I mean, number five. Hot take. Number five. My number five, I mean, I'm, I'm going right down the middle. I'm starting with delicious summer corn. And I have a very mm. particular oh, you got way some applause for the I corn. Recommend. No, he didn't. The corn guy back yeah. He got one confused moan. <laughs> What's confusing about summer corn? It's the best. You do it on the grill. You must have a minimum of three cobs. It's a three cob minimum because the first two cobs, as soon as they come off the grill, they're going down. I mean, there's just no... You're not even like savoring them or anything. No, no, yeah. no. You get that, that nice char. You might uh, have it wrapped up in some foil. You might uh, roast it inside of its own uh, wrapping. As soon as it comes out, the first one, I'm not putting anything on it. No butter, no salt. The first one, I'm getting the fresh summer mouthful it, it's all the way down the second one butter and salt that's just to sate the 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 uh enjoyment i mean i'm 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 experiencing okay. summer in my mouth the third cob is for slicing you've roasted this beautiful you've roasted three you've had two you're cutting off the kernels and setting them aside for your 1030 snack your 1030 corn <laughs> snack it's a this is what summer tastes like. All right. Who, so we've done one already. Who has the advantage Wait, right can now? Wait, can I offer you have a rebuttal? Back? You want a rebuttal? Well, now that I know it's a competition, which I did not know until we got oh, up I'd like to not tell together, you things. I would just like to compliment Joe on uh -oh. the extremely phallic, not only imagery and verbiage, but hand motions. Thank you for bringing the audience into that. And I think if, by definition, you're saying that the first two portions are so unsatisfying that you need at a minimum a third it's invalid as a selection continue who do you who, want to vote for who wins so far that's Priscilla? a gross mischaracterization super corn i you know seriously the description it didn't really matter what the food was on that first round because it just you were so passionate about the corn so advantage advantage yeah. house early all corn right passion. Wow, wow. Corn wow. passion. playing from behind uh what your about fourth you? favorite who are you voting for i'm not i'm just i'm refereeing Oh, your so fourth favorite summer. Yeah, we're the jury. 
Fourth favorite summer food. Chili cheese dog. Specifically from Yuka's Hut in Los Feliz. Okay. Okay. Literally a shack in a parking lot, right? Yeah. On caviar, so I can have it delivered to my home, but I know I'm getting the authentic shack in a parking lot experience without leaving my home, which is wonderful, convenient, delicious. We ride for caviar. Love caviar. Love caviar. You're getting the summer hot dog experience, right? Oh, I'm out at a baseball game. I got a Dodger dog. Wonderful. You're grilling your corn. Great. (laughs) But I'm also being efficient because it's summer. I have a lot of choices about how I want to spend my day, a lot of things I could do. So I'm also adding the chili, the cheese. Oh, so you're doubling up. Yeah. Because they put a little mustard on, some onions for the texture, the crunch. House looks defeated right now. Yeah. I also pair that with the shredded beef burrito and a carnitas taco. Excellent Jesus. meal. But the key in the summer is the chili cheese dog. It's pretty good. Strong. House, I love chili cheese. Your rebuttal for your fourth pick. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to lose this one right away. I mean, You I, lost the last one, but that's fine. Incorrect. The, uh, I'm going in a, a sort of highbrow direction. I absolutely love caprese in the, in the summer. Because of that combination of the, the, you can do two different ways. You can have the burrata, you can have the buffalo milk mozzarella, however you want to do it, but paired with tomato. Tomatoes are in fresh tomatoes, fresh summer tomatoes. Freshest possible tomato. Mm. You can innovate also any kind of ripe fruit. You can do a peach caprese, you can do a fig caprese, any kind of jammy, ripe, where the seeds are overflowing and you have that cool, delicious, salty cheese to go along with it. A little olive oil. All right, we get it. Caprese. A little mint. All right, Jesus. <laughs> I like how he pronounced it. Caprese. Uh, house, gets, when it, house talks about food, it could just go. You can just see. You can see the love, the affection, I mean, the I'm care. A, I'm, I'm paid to talk about food. Rosilla, would you rather have chili cheese dog or caprese? Um, I think... I, I don't think I've ever had a chili cheese dog. Actually, I know I haven't. Oh, I wow. Caprese. Yeah. I'm with you, Mal. I give the advantage no, to you. No, I actually think she, she stole I thought it she, better. But yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she won round two. Although All that right. olive oil pronunciation was odd. But have you ever heard it's of the Evo. No, he, House will do that. He's old. Mallory, your third choice? I did like the way he said fig. Very passionate. Third choice, ice cream. Specifically, Jenny's ice cream. Man. Specifically... So Right now, God. on the summer menu, the sweet cream with biscuits and peach jam. So fucking good. Perfection in a pint. Every other Sunday, I place a Postmates order <laughs> for six to nine pints, depending on how many flavors are on the menu at a given Jesus. time. And right now... Incredible. <laughs> incredible. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she Postmates ice cream. It, it, this is true. I just assume no one did. because No, it's, no, it's she true. Sometimes I'll text Bill pictures because it's really embarrassing. Like, they have these freezer bags, which is, you know, great and practical. But every now and then I order so many, they have to bring a box. Mortifying. <laughs> Mortifying. <laughs> Can I do a quick Postmates interjection? Please. I ordered it today because we did a podcast and nephew Kyle and I, we wanted, like, something healthy. So we did Joe the Juice. So it said, by the way, the, the moral of this story is Postmates is falling apart, but we'll get to that. Yeah. The... It said my order had been delivered. 
But there was no guy. Oh. So now I open my front door. I wander out. I'm looking around. I'm texting him. There's no sign of him. Five minutes pass. Seven minutes pass. I see somebody walking up my driveway. And it's this guy. And he's just holding three sandwiches and one juice. We'd ordered three. And he was like, I've been in a car accident. I've lost two of the juices. Oh, no. <laughs> but here's your food, sir. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> is, is, are you? He's like, I'm fine. I was rear-ended. Was there I lost two of the juices. I'm like, it's fine. Where was the car? Could not see the car. This is, I'm yeah. calling bullshit. Oh, yeah. This is some oh, bullshit. This seemed like a bullshit thing. This is some thing, Postmates right? bullshit right here. Yeah. The you fake car him? accident in Postmates? Yeah. yeah. Tip them. I haven't tipped them yet. I wanted to get houses take. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for Postmates to be out of business. I'm, I'm so out on Postmates. They've done a terrible, terrible job in Washington, D.C., of uh, you know these grand expectations and creating this thing that's hyper easy, reliable, use, yeah. and it is absolutely useless. I feel like every startup now, though, that's like that. They're like, "Hey, this is a great idea." And be like, "This is great," except when people start using it, right? And then, <laughs> it falls like, apart. These fucking scooters are well, everywhere. The problem, <laughs> the problem with the delivery economy is that the good thing is also the bad thing, right? So. The service is better if a restaurant is exclusive to an app. That's why we like caviar so much. Yes. But once other apps start doing that, like John and Vinny's going to DoorDash, now I have to download DoorDash, right? And all of a sudden, it's, it's like the cord cutting with cable. You need all of the apps so you can watch all of your shows. You need all the apps so that you can get all of your restaurants. But then by definition, if they're exclusive to other apps, they can't be on Postmates. So each product is diluted. I agree. Sad times. House, what's your third choice? Do this one quickly. Ballpark hot dogs. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it starts in April. So a less good version of a thing I already said. Okay. Are we on number two? What a ball, specific ballpark? No, I mean uh, there a lot. There's a high competition. The Dodger dogs. The I love Boston's hot dogs. You guys pro or anti Dodger dogs? Love Dodger dogs. Yeah, see, they're, they're very the polarizing. Yeah, polarizing. I like them a lot. Why? What's the problem? Down on them. I don't know. They're great. People, down on them. I'm not sure if they're actual hot dogs. They, some people are worried about the meat. I mean, that, that's like the hot dog experience. I know. <laughs> Being worried about the meat, that's I mean, part of it. I always thought fear that's was a good part of eating a hot dog. Yeah. Like not, it's like, am I eating a pig's asshole? Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the fun. And the answer is yes. Yes. Uh, all right, watching second last. Euphoria. Keep watching Euphoria. That's episode no. four. Oh. Yeah. Number, <laughs> ballpark hot dogs <laughs> Euphoria. That's uh, also episode one of Black Mirror, by the way. Number two, you got two left. A classic, watermelon, right? What is summer food about? Thank you, folks. Wow. It's about Pro enjoying Mallory something crowd. delicious. It's about the satisfaction, the pleasure. But it's also about tapping into your youth, the child within, nostalgia. Like the way you felt when you watched Stranger Things season three, despite not having seen seasons one or two. That's true. Right? I was confused. You got to think back to what it was like to you be a kid watch in the, the first world. Two? It's a really I wanted to hang choice. out with my son, and he was watching it, and I'm like, what's the deal with Eleven? She's weird. <laughs> Nosebleed every time, huh? I just didn't know what every was going time. on. Was Are like, you going to do your Eleven impression? No. The, the You're workshopping it? Audience, I'm still workshopping. <laughs> I have an Eleven impression that's There you go. It's that same feeling life. that you have when you're watching something with Ben and you're yeah. sharing something special with somebody you love. That's every bite of watermelon. I, well, see, watermelon. I know House loves watermelon more than just about anything. So he's I, not gonna, I do love watermelon. There's no rebuttal for, from House. This is going to be very unfair. She's going to be very mad at me. 
the Maryland blue crab. That's my number one. Crab feet. Oh, this that's is my fine. number one. Okay. That's fine. We can, we have can just ha- have it out. I mean, yeah. any of the things that you just described, but especially you must have Old Bay. They must be boiled all together in a giant pot. Everybody has to be uh, assembled. It has to take too long for them to come out. And they have to be overdoused. You have to get cuts in your hands. You have to pay the price to pry the beautiful lump yes. crab meat out. That's the key. The misery. Right? <laughs> because you are working so fucking hard to get the smallest yield. It's like making the ringer every day, right? We're putting so much into it. So much into it. And it feels like we've birthed it from our loins. You feel the old bag going into the butts oh. on your finger, actually entering your bloodstream. And suck it out. Absolutely. Delicious. Delicious. Do you, do you feel like a, as a New England thing... Crab was never really on the radar for me that much. No, growing up, it no, was I always just, like lobster, lobster, lobster folk. Yeah. Lobster, yeah, lobster. We, we you don't pay any price. The lamb thing was big, you know, because if you didn't have money, you know, your dad was going to get you like six lobsters for everybody. You'd be just sitting there eating clam strips, and <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, this is just a weirder tasting French fry. So yeah, that was good. But yeah, yeah the, the clam strip was annoying. The, the Maryland, the DC, the whole crab thing. Like I, I know I'm not even going to talk to you guys about it because I just know. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like you guys are kind of arrogant about it. <laughs> that, that's that's just your boy Van Pelt. Yeah. I mean, you're just talking about Scotty Too Hotty. He's the one who. I will know. not eat a crab Daddy cake Bo. outside of the state of Maryland. Will not eat a crab cake outside of the state of Maryland. I understand you have standards. You're a person of principle. This is why we get along. I have a hot take on crab. I, I don't like it. I don't like working for when I'm eating food. I don't. It's, you like everything you I've described never, about fine. how it's, a, it's the journey to the, it's and it sucks and it's and it's torture and it's like yeah that sucks. I just like I like my food brought out to me and 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 I can eat it. I don't want to work for it. Can you guys tell the bill is the boss? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, no, I've I've never even lobster. Right? I like when you order a lobster and they've actually like opened it and done stuff, and then it's like, all right, now I'm gonna eat it. Thank you for preparing it for me. But then it's like I gotta put a fucking bib on and it's splashing on me. It's going into my contacts. Like, but what's you, fun you about you do that? also have that option with crab. You can get a delicious crab cake. You can get a Maryland crab soup. Wonderful. You can get a soft shell crab. Uh, one, crab uh, imperial. Yes, all terrific. Crab dip on every a soft variety pretzel? of it. That's right. Yes. House. What was your number one? It's like that uh, scene in Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of things you can do with crab. Let there be no doubt. Uh, a a ribeye. A ribeye on the grill. It's my favorite cut of meat in the summer. I love the fat on the grill. I love the sear. I love the, 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 you know, the way that, that the uh, muscle tendon melts down in kind of a buttery kind of way inside there. If you cook it properly. I feel like we're in a biology lesson here. Well, muscle look, tendon? This is, what, this is how we enjoy it. It's, it's, it's what... It all builds to this beautiful, delicious mouthful. So you were steak, crabs, corn, hot dogs, and caprese. And you were crab, ice cream, watermelon, chili cheese dog, chili cheese dog, watermelon, soup, soup. right? Soup. So to, to soup recap, like so undermined you. No, did it? One of us talked about muscle tendons and figs, and one of us talked about peaches and cream and that feeling of tapping into your childhood and remembering what it was like to be young and free 
and reminding you that you can make your own choices and that you're your own person. All right, so we have three votes. One vote is me, one vote is Rosillo, and the third vote is the audience. Rosillo, who wins? That ice cream thing, just, I'm sorry, House, but it was so beautifully delivered. The, the recovery there was incredible after the soup, so I'm going to have to go with Mallory. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm voting for House because the combination of... Ridiculous. Hot... No, if we're eating all this stuff at once, hot soup, Chili cheese dog, and then ice cream. It's like the diarrhea special. No thanks. Why do you think they make a modium? <laughs> Remember, she's uh, home. All right, so the audience, we're just going to judge by the noise. How many of you think Mallory won that one? Come on. Yes! Yeah! Even House is voting for me. Nine points. How many have House? Oh! Wow. Wow. It was the soup. It killed you. <laughs> I think you lost. The Mother of Dragons. And I think it was a draw. How many thought it was a draw? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> we'll go have some crabs together. We'll have a crab feast and sort it out. We will. Can we quickly talk about, uh, you know, Ryan's a writer. I'm a writer, obviously. Um, Game of Thrones, they made some choices. Ryan and I were always confused about... Uh, How to pronounce Genji? that, some of the names. There's a few names we struggled with. The Twitter let us know. The food scene, though, on Game of Thrones. What are they eating? How are they keeping the livestock? Are, is there a menu? What, what's going on in the 1300s? This is my favorite bit of yours, the 1300s. What are they eating? It depends on where they are and when. If they're up at Castle Black, then Three-Fingered Hob is probably preparing mutton stew of some sort. Mutton stew. Mutton house. stew. Yes? No? Yeah. Sure, sure. That's okay. I am. I like that. A lot of mutton. Remember when Arya serves Tywin the mutton in season two at Harrenhal, and he says, oh, I don't like mutton and lets her eat it, right? If it's Joffrey's wedding, then it's a 77-course meal. What does he eat right before he drinks the poisoned wine? Spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen season four, episode two of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Pigeon pie. Pigeon pie. A lot of lamprey Pigeon pie, pie in Game of Thrones, which is eel. I think the 1300s were disgusting, personally. Yeah. A lot of mead. Tormund drinks sour goat's milk, giant's milk, he would tell you. The Dothraki drink uh, uh, mare's milk, clotted mare's milk. What does that mean? It's like milk with clots in it so that it's fermented, alcoholic. Clots? Yeah. I was surprised they were so jacked on just that fermented milk. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all the horse jerky. Yeah. Like, is that going to make the comeback? Some sort you, of protein supplement. What was the exercise like back then, Ryan? Sex and fighting. Were they, it. There's no lifting stuff? Lifting large logs? Well, historians have argued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think murdering. Yeah. Pretty much. But, but murder. Yeah. <laughs> murder kept Can you imagine if you were murdering people regularly, how motivated you'd be to stay in shape? <laughs> like, that's such a different level than just showing off on Instagram. It's like if I go to the wrong village... And I'm not in shape. I'm going to die. I actually, speaking of Game of Thrones, I got a great email from somebody, from a listener, who was saying how, how is it possible that Kawhi Leonard outthought people better than anyone did in the last season of Game of Thrones? And he actually did. He played it perfectly. He ended up on the team he wanted. He got the second star he wanted. And he screwed the Lakers. It was very kind of what we wanted from the final episode. Maybe he should be on Brand's small council. And maybe he should. Yeah. Instead, in Game of Thrones, we had... Be a better master of coin than Braun. 
We had Dinklage in handcuffs laying out everything for the, for yeah. the government, for the future. Yeah, standing there in manacles telling them how the future of the realm would be conducted. Yeah. That makes it sense. Are you, have you come to grips with the final season at all or no? Uh, what do you mean by come to grips? Do you feel, <laughs> you feel better or worse about it? I've made peace with it. Uh, it's a, that Game that of sounds like is, worse. Game of Thrones is very important to me, and I I'm, I'm feel like we're lucky to have been alive to share this together. That's where I am with it. Okay. I know House came to peace with the fact that not nearly enough nudity in the final season for House. I'm not talking about that. I want to see uh, Rosillo's murder Instagram. (laughs) Murdered a guy. (laughs) Stay fit. Box jumps. Hashtag. Um, I think people are going to watch the last season again a couple years from now because we're so predictable. They'll be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. It'll be like Sopranos. Yeah, like in the moment. There was almost nothing that could happen for it to meet the expectations. You seem pretty skeptical over there. Three more episodes in each of the final two seasons, or three and four. Would have been nice. And then you're fine. Because none of it wasn't about the final outcome in literally almost any case. It was just a pacing and plotting issue, right? Went too fast. So it took a season and a half. I said this to Bill on his pod a couple weeks ago, but... A season and a half from Mance Raider saying he was going to light a fire to lighting it, right? <laughs> season and a half. But we get two scenes with Danny between, obviously spoilers, lighting King's Landing on fire and dying with the, one of the primary protagonists of the show. That's you, just a pacing issue. You would have thrown in a mutton stew scene, you think? <laughs> or that, you need the mutton. Some clot milk. I think if you look back at the mutton sequences with Ariane Tywin, some of the best dialogue in the show, you can see that's really the, the, the that's what we're talking about right here. Sharing a meal, yeah. sharing your passions, learning about each other, right? Then you lean in for the kiss stab. Well, we Kills learned a lot today. We learned that uh, Magic Johnson continues to confound us on Twitter. We learned about summer food. We learned about that there is a Rosillo Mori rivalry. Uh, <laughs> We learned what everybody would do as they head into free agency. How's your my uncle Dennis? We learned that. Uh, thanks for coming out. This was really fun. We really appreciate it. It's nice to be here. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Win some money tonight. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Kevin Wilds. Thanks to everybody who was at the Vegas show and everybody who participated in that. Don't forget about the rewatchables, Fatal Attraction coming up this week. We have two more podcasts coming on this one. And shout out to our friends at Lock It In on FS1 because that show came back today. So check that out. Back later in the week. <laughs>